Join From Beer to the Bible every week as Irvin Lee and co-host Sarah Oliveira McDonald warn others of the consequences of drug and alcohol addiction by being the voice of faith-based recovery. Every week, Irvin and Sarah help people get access to the treatment and counseling they so desperately need. They explore the depths of addiction and give practical life examples of how to recover and develop a new rhythm of living. The show is gritty, authentic, and simply raw while being rooted in the love, faith, and hope of God. Welcome to From Beer to the Bible. Hi, and welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. I'm Sarah McDonald, your host. Today we have our special guest, Anika Cooper. Say hi, hi. Anika. And Chris McMullen with the New Counseling. Hey, everyone. We're going to continue our topic on recovery during the holidays. And before we do so, we're going to come to you in the word of the Lord to remind us um, what the season is all about and what Jesus came to do for us. Today, we're coming to you from Ezra 9.9. Mm. And this is a new one to me. Um, and I don't think it's, it's said very often, but it was very profound when I read it today. And it says, though we are slaves, our God has not forsaken us in our bondage. Mm. He has shown us kindness in the sight of the kings of Persia. He has granted us new life to rebuild the house of our God and repair its ruins. Mm -hmm. And he has given us a wall of protection in Judah and Jerusalem. And I love that because this was um, in the Old Testament. And um, we're reminded that, that God, that Jesus is coming. Jesus, they were anticipating that Jesus was coming to do these things, to give us a wall of protection, to go through his own sufferings, just like many of you are suffering today. And, and we suffered um, when we were in our addiction. And so I just kind of want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, what were you a slave to and, and how were you taken out of that through Jesus Christ? Uh, a lot of things I was slave to, you know, um, but I was slave to porn, but like I was, uh, you know, I think more slave to doing it on my own, you know, and Absolutely. then and enslaved to a lot of uh, very intense negative feelings like this despair and um, like loneliness and uh, uh, extreme shame. And so like, I felt that those were inescapable. So then it caused me to turn towards those things, you know, and the more I tried to avoid them, the worse they got. You know, the, war, the more I tried to put a bandit over them, the more they grew. Mm -hmm. And so it just felt like it was fruitless. And so, you know, it almost led me to want to abandon, you know, faith because I felt like whatever I was trying, you know, what I thought was uh, what was in the Bible um, hadn't produced any results. But like it was because I was doing it in in my strength, you know, in the way that I thought was best versus, mm -hmm. you know, like what God's word was saying to me, you yeah. know, and everything. So like I, what I think it was thinking about is like, I hear a lot of people say is, uh, I believe God loves me. And I go, mm. <laughs> like, I, I know you want to and everything, but like, I don't know if you like are there, you know, but same thing for me is that like, when we lean into it and we believe it, it changes us. Yeah. you know, and everything. And I think that like, that's what I realized for myself is I thought I believed this, but like, I really didn't walk in it. I really didn't like apply it to my life. I really held on to all my past experiences and my pain, Yeah, you know, and that like, 
this was the truth, yeah. you know, and that this would never change. Mm -hmm. And so I had to be willing to surrender this misery to him. Yeah. You know? and, and I think a lot of us don't really realize that we are in misery. I mean, uh -huh. I, I feel like before I got into recovery, I didn't know how I was in this addiction because I quote unquote had a good childhood. I, um, went to college. I was, uh -huh. um, in sports and in clubs and all of those things. And I didn't, I didn't know how to be vulnerable because as a child, we weren't, we weren't raised to be vulnerable. We weren't raised to, for it to be okay to talk about our problems and our feelings mm. and our sufferings and our, you know, we just, we picked up by our bootstraps and we moved forward with things. And so I never had time to really think of, of something that happened to me mm. um, in high school as, as a trauma, you know, cause we didn't yeah. talk like that back then. And so it's, it's really cool now. So to see what I was enslaved to and what I was enslaved to was myself in my thought process yeah, and yeah. um and that and that's like you know that's the whole basis of recovery and what it teaches us is a complete opposite it's it's like take take these things to the lord um well i was so shameful about these things i didn't know yeah. how to take them to the lord i was so shameful of these things i couldn't even take them to my best friend or my neighbor yeah, because i yeah. you know didn't want them to think of me differently yeah how about you uh what what were we enslaved to? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, many, many things over the years. Um, for me, it was drugs. Mm. You know, 27 years ago, it was drugs. Um, and that was the apparent mm. um, slavery that I was, you know, in at the time. And over, you know, once God removed that from me, um, which I didn't even know God at the time, but he had a different plan for me than I had for myself. Um, once that, once the, um, obsession was removed for drugs and alcohol, then, I mean, we talk about, uh, I was a slave to cigarettes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did whatever I had to do to get a cigarette. I mean, and God completely delivered me from that. I mean, the story is insane how he delivered me from that. Um, but each story, each, I believe that we go from glory to glory to glory, right? So my slavery has looked different over the years. I am in a, I am in the wilderness right now mm -hmm. is what I was prophesied. Pro somebody prophesied that to me. Um, and what I'm seeing is things that I didn't even realize I was a slave to mm -hmm. is money. And it's like coming to me as we're doing this show is that the Holy Spirit is guiding me. And it's like, if I have money in my pocket and I have, if I am doing okay financially, mm -hmm then I'm at, I am in the present moment, I am okay. Mm -hmm. Instead of being grateful for even being in the negative. Okay, yeah. here I am. I'm gonna be grateful and I'm gonna praise you in the midst of that. Mm -hmm. The slavery comes is that that's what makes me happy. And if I have that, that's yeah. when I get into God's will is if I'm yeah. a slave to something, I will get out of God's will to get that, whatever I'm a slave to. Mm -hmm. And so, um doing whatever I need to do, not whatever. When I say that, I mean like, I, I'm gonna leave a job, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Just, like I'm, I'm trying to, I'm doing whatever I can in my own will to get what I want. And so right now I think money, but I've been a slave to many things over codependency, men. Um, but right now I believe it's my own feelings and my own will and, and money is the biggest thing that my identity is tied to because I believe that whatever we're a slave to mm -hmm. is what we've got our identity tied to. Yeah. 
this is going to be a good topic. So this is, a, this is perfect for the Christmas season yes. because we become a slave to things and we don't even think about it. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason we're here in the Christmas season is about Jesus. It's not about the presents. Mm -hmm. It's not about the money and the, the mem like it is about the memories, but sometimes right. we do them we're for trying Facebook. to create the memory yes. so much that we miss the memory. Yes. We're trying to create the picture the Instagram story. And we're trying to do that. And we miss the present moment with our kid. Yes. We miss the present moment with our family. Just mm -hmm. so we can capture it on a yeah. shot to post it so everybody could see. Yeah. Could, could see us <laughs> and validate us yeah. for some reason. So I, yeah. now I really want to hear from the therapist on everything okay. Amika was just talking yeah. about, about the enslavements that we get into. Well, like, I think, you know, in 1 Corinthians 10, where it talks about, like, you know, the strongholds built up in your mind, those are patterns and ways of thinking that are hardwired in your brain over periods of time yes. that like line up in your flesh. So like, whether you grew up in church, you can still have the same fleshly patterns in your, in your brain that doesn't look as harmful as say addiction, mm -hmm. but it can still be dependence on yourself, you know, yes. or money or your emotions that rule you. And like, it's not like for any of us, whether we're in addiction or we're just in addiction I mean, in, in, in bond is something else that doesn't have its apparent results, you know, or consequences is that like that Ezra verse that we started with, we're always seeking heaven on earth in the present by living in like the fruits of the spirit. But like, we think that we are going to find it in continuing going on this not so bad path because all of our, maybe our past experiences and our thoughts are lined up in that way. Mm -hmm. and it takes a lot to say, I'm not going to believe that anymore, you know? And it is an act of the what's a partnership with God in a relationship, but like it's easier because what people will say is, I don't feel that way, mm -hmm. you know, but, but my feelings aren't there or that doesn't feel right. But like, but your feelings are telling you something very, very harmful, you know, like emotionally, relationally, mm -hmm. financially. And so are your feelings right? You know, in these other areas that are not so bad or is what God's word says, you know, to where there's joy evermore, regardless of, you know, whatever these past experiences have said, yeah. because it may be painful initially because your flesh resists, you know, or those past experiences resist it. But like a lot of people want the quick answer mm -hmm. versus the, the, the walking out. But like, if you got to rewrite your brain, like, I don't think that God doesn't, you know, sometimes do it instantaneously, but like, I think he takes us to a process. We don't walk back, mm -hmm. you know? So we don't keep walking in that because we have to continually mm -hmm. surrender and submit the flesh or the mindset or those emotions, you know, all these bad emotions surrounding these bad events with whatever those behaviors are and that mm. bondage is that we have to start walking consistently with our mind and our emotions surrendered, you know, so they start to line up consistently living in joy, living in thankfulness, living in peace and everything because it goes against our prior experience, Yeah, you know? And so whether we've been up in the church and we haven't had things so bad or whether we were far off or never knew God, we're all the same because unless we're continually pursuing whatever his word says and living in truth and everything, it's so easy to feel like, well, I'm not as bad as whatever, so-and-so, mm -hmm. you know, and everything, but like, no, no, we're all lost sheep, you know, exactly. we're all, we all need to continue to walk, not because it's a shame thing or workspace, but because he wants to transform us from the inside out. Yeah, but like, yeah. we, we don't want, we don't sometimes want to sit in that long mm -hmm. enough to allow that to happen. You yeah. know, it's easier just to like, we want to get it now. Yeah. yeah. The wilderness. I'm telling yeah. you, it's just like when Jesus, in Matthew, when he took him to the wilderness mm -hmm. and he was tempted by Satan. I mean, even Jesus yeah. was taken into the wilderness yeah. and tempted by Satan. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, we're all taken mm-hmm. out into the wilderness. It's whether we want to see it yeah, or not. We can leave it or we can. That's what the guy told me. He goes, you can walk out of this wilderness season of your life and you won't get to the greatness that God has prepared for you because he's got mm-hmm. Im- immeasurable greatness on mm-hmm. the other side of this. Mm-hmm. You can walk out of it or you can walk through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for many of us who are in suffering right now, whether it's with your loved one or whether it's you personally, my next question was going to be, how do we find joy in the midst of suffering? And mm-hmm. um, I think Anika, you kind of said it best and you can elaborate a little bit more on this and it's, it's knowing and noticing that you are in the wilderness and that you're going to rely on Christ to get you out of it or take you through it. So w- right now in your wilderness, mm-hmm. what joys are you seeking by leaning in to him? Um, I'm seek the joy is in is believing and having faith and knowing that my faith, that it's not just what's going to happen once I get out of the wilderness. Because, see, I can get stuck there, too. My identity can be like, oh. So what is that something mm-hmm. big? It's going to, I'm going to be this. I'm going to be oh, this. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's finding joy right here, right now in that he is preparing me. He is building my character. He's more, he is more concerned about my character than he is my comfort right now. Mm-hmm. And my character is being built for eternity. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's my faith in him and the belief in knowing who I am in Christ. And that I can speak things into existence. I can bind and rebuke Satan. Mm-hmm. I can, I have the power through the through the Holy Spirit to call out things at, as I would see them as if they're, even if they're not even there yet, right? Mm-hmm. My faith. So that's mm-hmm. where the joy comes in is knowing and, and knowing, like finding gratitude in the small thing. My kids are healthy. I am healthy. I have a roof over my head. I have a job. Mm-hmm. Like going down that gratitude list, that's where I can find the joy. Yeah. And knowing that it's not the happening. God is not going to take me out of this season until I become okay with where I am. Yeah. He's not going to. And I know that. I know that. So mm-hmm. finding joy in the midst and surrounding myself with like-minded people. Yeah. That is a big thing. Surrounding myself with like-minded people. And in the times of wilderness, you want to isolate. Right? I want to isolate. And sometimes God will pull, he, not sometimes, every time he has pulled people away from me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have gotten into the place of isolation. Um, but there's one, there's a difference between isolating myself, like to where I'm pushing people away and God putting me in a place of, de- uh, of isolation so that I have to seek him. Yeah. That I cannot seek you for validation anymore. Yeah. I cannot seek anything outside of me. And that's where he's, he's like, nothing is going to validate you, Anika, but me. Just like when th- when Paul kept asking for that thorn to be removed, mm-hmm. he kept asking. God's like, nope, but my grace is sufficient. Yeah. But I'm going to show you yeah. that through your weakness, my strength is made perfect. Yeah. Like I'm going to show everyone around you because there's no way you're going to be able to come out of this without me in your right mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that thorn is never going to be taken away nope. from us, whether it, it's our current addiction, whether it's um, something else that's, you know, put into our lives that it's always going to be there because it brings us back to him. Mm-hmm. It brings us back to the truth. It brings us back to our faith. Yeah. Um, and I love that. It's a beautiful thing, you know, oh, for sure. to know that there is that thorn in our side and that it's going to continually nag at you mm-hmm. is what brings me to my knees. Oh yeah. How do you find joy in your suffering, Chris? I think that like, you know, when you practice, uh, Nick was talking about like thankfulness in a season, mm-hmm. you know, when you can, you know, you condition yourself is like, there are practices like of the Bible that you can apply, you know, day in and day out. I mean, I always feel thankful. But if you look for the small things, they add up to the big things. And so 
like we talked about you know previously on the other previous episode about like accepting the suffering or what you're in currently small or big whatever you're struggling and growing through is that like you turning towards it with thankfulness redefines the season and how your heart like anticipates it and looks forward to it you know but if it's oh my gosh i have to wake up again you know and continue to go through this when you then you're going to find all those bad things you know and then your emotions will follow you know and, and so will your countenance like it'll start to weigh on you you know and so like being practicing thankfulness and being i think for me being in the present and trying to look for the thankfulness things moment by moment like helps me move through different seasons i mean not perfectly but like this practice that i'm still doing because it changes something inside of us psychologically you know and our emotions then follow and so we start to experience like what it talks about in the bible of joy lord because we're focused on the things that he's given us, the things he's, not just the things yeah. he's given us, but who he is yeah. too, you know? So it's both the people in our lives, you know, the good things, him, you know, how he's made us and everything. And like, that's, you know, like that is a practice. And I chose a big part of 12 step too, and everything redirects your mind from like, what is, what I don't like, yeah. what I'm in now to what I, what I'm continually thankful for. Yeah. You know, and I can always control that. I can always fix my mind, you know, on that. You yeah. know, it doesn't mean it's not hard a lot, a lot of times, but when you train yourself, like, you know, hey, no matter what, that's where I'm going, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be focused on this. You know, I think that like, I, I did that in a way when I realized like I kept wanting the answer, the solution to fix porn addiction. And I realized like, I'm going to be dealing with my whole life, you Absolutely. know, and when I moved into it, embraced it, not embraced, it, I'm going to keep doing it. But like, I have to work on this every day, yeah. you know, is that my life started to change, you know? And so being thankful for the, the, the opportunity I get to make choices that like lead me to a more healthy path or more mm -hmm. thankful path that like I, I get to live another day and affect those that I get to live with or, or work with in my practice to be thankful for more, you know, day in and day out, like looking for it in the moment, you know, yeah. and being here, you know, I think that that's where it starts to uh, redefine that for me, you know, because before I think I, I lived in looking for misery, you know, in mm -hmm. the world, in myself, in other people, you know, versus being thankful or being joyful, you yeah. know, of like, what, not the bad stuff, but what he is doing, you know, in myself, the people around me and in the world. You know, because mm. I, 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 I train my mind to look towards the negative all the time. Yeah. Yeah. In the last show, we talked about um, the lost sheep. And many of you might be feeling like you are a lost sheep, whether it's um, a porn addiction, sexual sin of any sort, whether it's food addiction, whether it's alcohol and drug addiction. Um, there's so many different addictions. And mm -hmm. you have to remember that you are the chosen one, you know, Paul put, I mean, you have that thorn in your side, just like Paul, because Jesus is calling you. He's tugging at you. Mm -hmm. He wants to redeem you from that. And like Chris said before, if we lean into that, if we lean into the suffering, we're going to get results. It's mm -hmm. just a matter of surrendering, just saying, mm -hmm. getting on your knees, like Anika says, and, and seeking God's will for you, not your will for yourself. Um, and so one last question before we wrap it up. Um, this is the perfect season, the holiday season to make changes. Uh, so what advice do you have for others still struggling out there? Either one of you can go first. 
Um, my advice is to reach out. Don't be ashamed of where you are. Everyone struggles um, and to call somebody. Um, don't do something that you don't um, feel comfortable doing, you know, but mainly reach out and don't do, you don't have to do this alone. This is not uh, this world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. And there are people that God will place in your life that will guide you to, to this journey, just like we're on today. We were all in your place at one time. And it took one person either reaching out to us and us saying yes, or us just reaching out and saying, I need help. Absolutely. Chris, what advice do you have and how can they reach you? I mean, I think, you know, looking at the the past when people have isolated themselves and how it only deepens their negative emotional state. And like when you're around people, your support, your uh, 12 step community, church community, friends, neighbors, whatever and stuff like, you know, it's not going to fix everything, but like Again, the only thing that you have is your own reality of waking up to the, your negative emotional state or your past experiences is that's what you like just ruminate on. And yeah. then like it just deepens. And so like reaching out to them is, you know, thinking about when you're around those people that make you feel like accepted, that make you feel protected, that make you feel that like you can relax and be at peace around them and stuff versus being alone and isolated, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. is that, that like people that care for you, you know, in that way, it transforms your body, yeah. you know, and like versus being alone and the results that it brings and stuff when you're just by yourself, Absolutely. you know, and you're just in that negative place, you know, and like, so reaching out for help is not weakness, it's strength, you know, because you are depending on and leaning in like, I need, I need someone to hear from me. I need, I need someone to be vulnerable with me and be there. Is that like during this time, it helps you work through that, you know? And so the next year it's better, you know, or even the next day it's better, yeah. you know, because you're not alone in it. Yeah. Well, thank you too for being here today and talking thank a little you. bit um, about this. And just remember that this is the holiday season. It's the perfect time to give yourself the gift of sobriety, mm -hmm. uh, the gift of counseling, the gift of treatment, um, anything to better yourself. And we're here to help you. And you can reach us at FromBeerToTheBible.com or you can reach Chris at AnewCounseling.com. And we wish you a happy Merry Christmas. Thank you for tuning in to this week's From Beer to the Bible. Make sure to tune in next week when Irvin and Sarah gift you with even more addiction recovery information. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And remember, we're always there for you.